This week's show is brought to you by Venice Beach Beverage. Try their delicious line of ginger teas with 100% daily vitamins in every can. And make sure you try my favorite, Black Cherry. Visit them online at venicebeachbeverage.com. The following episode is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Good night, mates. Clink, 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 from the studio at Rose City Sound. That was pretty Wicked good, actually. Ending. I'm impressed. I'm proud of us. I It made me giggle. If you guys need a trio for your next event, um, <laughs> please call the Barteus, Nateus, and Riqueus services. <laughs> we are here. <laughs> oh, that was good. I'm so sorry. That was good. So, we are back <laughs> to another episode on this frequency. We're on a roll. Yeah, I think so. We How's are. it going? It's going really good. We're just, um, you know, coming off of a, a long stretch of work. We had a really busy weekend. Yeah. Right? So yeah. We love busy. Yeah, we do. We do love busy. We love busy a lot. And then it's always just kind of a little difficult yeah. when it comes to getting back. Oh, oh. oh my goodness. Okay. Oh, my God. For Ricky. It looks like a... It's a, a blanket. No. Oh, oh, it's so a, it is a poncho, right? Wait, do you see the front of it? Do you see the back of it? Oh, yeah, oh it's, it's Frida! Like, yeah. oh, my, all I saw Super was a rose. Cute. I am so sorry. Oh, my God. Super cute. Where did you guys get this? I think they were in San Diego. I think so. Oh, my God. So I'm wearing this on Saturday. Wait, and you have to wear it for our Frida episode. Yeah. Oh, so my God. We've been talking about it. Yeah. We got it in San Diego. While we were down there, um, you guys are the best. Thank you so much. Yeah, we saw it and it had roses and it had freedom. We're like, this is Ricky. Yeah, for sure. Ah! All over. (laughs) Look at everything. Yeah, that's beautiful. It is. It's actually really. You know, we talked about how I threw out all of my um, wardrobe, (laughs) and I have like. (laughs) It is a problem because. So and I, I get. I'm gonna take this opportunity to go into our moment of rage because. I was trying to find something to wear. Yes. The ultra rage. Supreme rage. Yeah. This weekend. Let's hear it. We were going to Tiffany Haddish's after party that um, DJ Hex and Severe were playing for, right? Right. So I'm like, okay, I need to find something to wear. None of my clothes fits me like it used to fit me. And then I, because I gave all of my, donated all my clothes, now I don't have anything yeah. like semi nice to wear. Right. So I go to the store. I go to a, a thrift store because my mm-hmm. daughters love thrifting. Thrift they love thrift. And they're hardcore at it, too. They're really good. Yeah. Unfortunately for me, my mind does not have the patience for it. Mm-hmm. Because it's something you got to browse through everything. And mm-hmm. there's something about organized things that help me make less decisions. So, for instance... When you go to a department store, yeah, everything, everything is the same. same. Yeah. You know that this this is the one shirt and this is the variety of sizes right. that it can come in. Yeah. Versus there's one only one shirt yeah. in this entire store right. that you have to find. Right. So I I just had so much anxiety. I was like, oh my God, this is overwhelming. And I and I ended up I picked out like four pieces. 
Yeah. And I ended up just walking away with two. Neither of which Alina liked. She's like, mm, eh, I don't really like those. But nonetheless, I walked away with them. Yeah. So before I actually put them on, there was an old shirt, a blouse that I found mm-hmm. that was in a sweatshirt. I'm sorry. It was, it was a jean jacket. And the blouse was underneath the jean jacket. Oh, like it was styled together. No, or... it just it was just both two in one. I was oh, trying I to see. save on hangers. So I was like, oh, man, I could use this blouse. Yeah. I could rock this blouse. Yeah. Put the blouse on, and I'm super snug in it. So it triggers two things. First, it triggers, like, oh, man, I remember how I used to fit in this shirt. Yeah. And it's not like this. (laughs) So it triggered, all right. Yeah, the continuous conversation that we've had about. Gaining weight. Like, you just keep horking everything down in sight. And now you can't fit into clothes that you used to be able to wear. Right. So now I'm infuriated. Now, mind you, I'm trying to get ready. The house is hot. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm hot. I'm sweaty. You're I'm not sweating profusely. Sweating profusely. I'm, I'm pissed that like nothing fits. I yeah. button the whole shirt up. Yeah. And I literally rip the shirt. No, you didn't. Off. <laughs> Buttons <laughs> and all. I was just like, the fucking whole. bullshit. Clap. <laughs> Ripped the whole thing off, threw it in the trash. I was like, I'm, I was just done with it. Yeah. I was I done with myself that. at that point. I was done with the shirt. Curse, everything was hot. Right. And I was just really upset with myself because I'm like, okay, well, you keep complaining about it, but you're not doing anything about it at all whatsoever. So that was my moment of rage. And then again, remember a couple weeks ago, my moment of rage was that everything in the fucking store is a crop top. Yeah. And it's like, Jesus. But again, it's just a reflection of my own anger and rage towards myself for not making better life choices when it comes to my health. Right. Which I want, you know. So you have, to, like right now, because, you know, we've, through this podcast, you've been through transitions and work. And um, do you have, would you say that you have more time to try to oh, eat 100%. better or work out? I have or? time to work out. I have time to meal prep. I have time to make myself a priority. And you're not. No. Oh. No, I'm languishing. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know what languishing is, go back a couple of episodes. Yeah, languishing, languishing with, with Jessica, Jessica Ray. Yeah. And it'll explain why yeah, what I can't yeah, why I can't get it up. Well, um, what was your moment of rage? My moment of rage and hopefully this I'm will help <laughs> this will help with with Love me it. helping you soon um to get on on track with your health. Because mm. I need to get on track with my health. Um, but we'll get into that. Uh, my moment of rage. I am officially being let go from my job mm. for reasons that maybe we'll talk about in another podcast. But not today. Um, so anyway, I'm being let go, which I know I'm, I'm sounding a little like underwhelmed. But this is exciting. This is like the I, most I exciting definitely. shit that has happened to me. I yet. have felt your excitement with. I it. am fucking thrilled. I think that I've, I've. Wait, I've, this is I'm, your moment of rage. Wait, well, let me get there. Oh, I'm like, wait, I'm confused. Why are you happy? Oh, I'm kind of, you know, I'm setting the tone. I'm fucking leaving my job. It's great. So anyway, I get called into my boss's office. Um, it's the boss and the lead there, and they call me in. Hey, so um, we heard that you're leaving us. You know, it's very unfortunate. But like as my boss is telling me, hey, you know, why are you leaving us? 
he grabs some post-its and he throws them at me. Huh? He throws post-its at me as he's as he's telling me and we're having a conversation about me being let go. Just very immature, very just he just randomly Can I, can I ask a question? Yeah. You said that they said, like, why are you leaving us? Right. But they're letting but you exa- go? Exactly. The, I'm just as confused, Bartley. Okay. Good. So, so we're all in the same boat of confusion. Right. Got so it. they're trying to, I don't know, I guess their ego's getting in the way of, uh, I. you know what? And this is part of the reason why I'm excited to be let go because this company just, I don't know what the fuck runs this. What kind of a relationship do you have with him? And I don't. And that's why I was like, what makes you think that it's okay to throw post-its at me? Did you tell him anything? The level of disrespect. And I didn't. And I sat there shocked. Me and the lead looked at each other like, who is this guy? What the fuck just happened? Right, right. I left the post-its on the floor and we kept talking. But I was really like, this is the reason why this is happening and why I need to leave this place because wow. their level of disrespect right. is just beyond me. And and this is what I've been dealing with kind of throughout. Right. Just unseen, unheard, disrespected. They don't give a fuck. They run their own show. Machista, patriarch, everything under the roof that you could think of. Right. It's there. And so I'm really excited to leave um, this toxic work environment because I thought like, who the fuck do you think you like? When did I? Right. M- why, what makes why, you so comfortable to throw these post-its? Right. At? Right. So anyway, that's my moment of rage. Yeah, and it's not like uh, everybody's hiring, Natalie, you know, so you can find something else. Oh, dude. Ev- everybody is hiring. The emails that I've been getting, uh, just there's so much work out there. Yeah. I'm excited. I am really excited. And, and so much competitive pay. You have no idea. So. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to move on and move forward with my life and excited for what's to come. So. Yes. I have a moment of rage. Let's hear it. Let's go. So I called, called off today for personal reasons. And yes. so I was chilling at home and, uh, I went to go get Rachel lunch mm-hmm. and I pull into her, the, the shopping center where she works at. And mm-hmm. I'm, I, I go into this aisle of parking spots and then I, um, kind of uh, go out to back in and mm. some dude hit me. Mm. What? Right? Some dude hit me. Um, Damn it. He got out of the car. was like, oh, I'm sorry. And then tried to blame the whole thing on me. But that's not even <laughs> the worst part. Uh, I was like, hold on just a second. Let me go give my wife her lunch. And um, I also wanted to get the insurance information because I didn't have that on hand. <gasps> Rachel has he that. He left. He bounced. Uh, uh, hit and bounced. run. Hit and run. So I proceeded for the next hour and a half going to all the businesses around there looking for surveillance video because the cops won't do their job. Yeah. Um, They're like, oh, well, there's no license plate, so there's really nothing I I can do. I like his cop voice. Yeah. Uh, um, Hey, this is is the uh, Rancho Rancho Sheriff's Department. Uh, Hey, we support uh, police officers. We support police, but they suck at their job sometimes. (laughs) And this is one of those times. Damn it. I'm sorry. Is it bad or... Um, my like whole, the, like, driver's side door is all dinged and scratched, like, indented. But other than that, I'm okay. It's fine. I would have never thought that Bartley would have walked away from something like that. Bartley. Well, Bartley, well, so I, you're, you're I, I wanted to get the insurance information. 
because I didn't have it in the car. Rachel but your has number it. one priority. Okay, yeah. Rachel has it on her phone. And I I didn't think this guy was going to drive away. He was like a rich white guy. (laughs) (laughs) I make it even better. (laughs) He's a rich middle-aged white guy. So if you you see a a black Jeep Wrangler that has like silver hooks in the front of the the truck, That sounds like a car you have to see it. You might see that car again. Yeah. I'm sure. I saw a bunch of Jeeps on the way home, and I (laughs) I saw a black Jeep that kind of looked like his. I turned around and started following it. Did you really? Oh, yeah. But it wasn't him. It wasn't him. But let me find you, homie. Let me find you. For sure. Let me find you. You older white, crusty man. I'm going to get you. We're going to get you. What the fuck? So that was my moment of rage. What about moments of love? Moments of love. I'm gonna listen to this song after this podcast. Look at me. I I have a moment in love. (laughs) All right, what's yours? So, um, (laughs) my dad, uh, he, well, he sliced his fingers off at work. Okay, hold on. A week okay. or so ago. Because <laughs> they literally, like, at work, caught his fingers between, I don't know what, two um, equipment things that he does at work. And caught his finger, broke the pinky and the ring finger, and then injured some of the middle finger. <laughs> Jesus Gets Christ. taken to the, um, to the emergency, this, that, the other. They're able to stitch his finger. That my stomach's hurting. Now. Yeah, it like and then he showed me pictures. Disgusting. Ugh. It it was like like where the nail ends. Oh, okay. Wherever mm. you bend, like this whole thing just. Can you look uh, at okay. gory things, right. Natalie? Blah. I can. Um. But blood makes me want to throw up. Like if I see like Mike. Really. Gets, Mike okay. gets bloody noses, and that makes me want to gag. I'm like gagging as I'm watching him. I it used to pass out disgusting. at the sight of blood. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Isn't I, that a syndrome? I think it I is. Probably everything's a syndrome. Remember, I think it is. But but blood does make me feel nauseous, like, gross. Okay. Yeah. All right. So he ripped his fingers off. Rips his fingers off, and so anyway, they were able to save his fingers. Thank goodness. Um, but I took the time now that I'm, you know, on this unemployment trip. Um, <laughs> I went to go see him. Hang out with him for a little bit, and you know he's telling me how he's doing, and he's anxious to get back to work, of course, because this man, I don't, I don't think I remember. Why would him. you want to go back to work after you like my, nearly lose your fingers? Listen, I've never the work seen ethic my is completely dad. different. Yeah, so I was okay. Workers comp. Mm. No, even then, my dad was like, "I don't want no workers comp. I need to work." <laughs> so you make so, more money on the workers comp. Well, and you know what? And apparently my dad doesn't think so. So he, my dad's ready to go back to work. And um, so I'm talking to him and I'm letting him know about my situation at work. And and he's telling me, because he listens to the podcast regularly. And he's like, I've been listening to your podcast, Natalie. And I love that. And he's like, you know, I'm really proud of you. And I'm really sorry about what's happening at, at your job. And, you know, la, la, la. And he's like, but this is good, you know, good for you. And you know what? But I'm going to tell you, you sound confused. And I'm like, I do. 
And he's like, yeah. Okay, and so he said, he's he tells you that you sound confused. Like on my podcast. Based on all of the podcasts, podcasts that he yeah. listens to. Right, right. And just knowing, um, based on the podcast, based on our conversation that I've had with my dad one-on-one and, um, and the struggles with finding my place in, in a job or what my life looks like. Um, it's like, you sound confused. You know, Natalie, you're my daughter. You need to go out there and you need to explode. Just what? Keep pushing. What are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just lollygagging. He's like, why? Why are you lost? So he gave me, you know, and, and I reflect on our conversation and, we didn't, I didn't have enough of those conversations with my dad growing up and, um, which is fine, you know, um, but I really needed that conversation. I was like, you know what? Thanks, dad. Yeah. Because I know who the fuck I am. What the fuck am I doing? Sometimes I don't think you know who you are. No, most Actually, of the probably time I don't. More times than not, I'm like, okay. And, and, and that's what I, <laughs> that's, that's part of your journey too though. Right. And that's the conversation that I was having with my dad. It was like, I feel, I do feel confused. I do feel lost. I feel like I'm shooting aimlessly at, I don't know mm. what. And, um, and, and I tell him like, I'm working on it. And I just feel that my career, um, plays a big, role in that and the path that I've chosen I feel that I'm in between letting go and holding on to something Mm -hmm. and letting go but not knowing what I'm diving into right and that's normal right like I um you know as many of us know here on this podcast I've been in banking for my whole career Mm -hmm. since I um while I was in college and all the way up to now. And I feel like it's all I know. And my dad was like very confidently like, Natalie, you can get a job anywhere. And I was like, I can. You can. What do you mean? He's like, you want so you want to go in manufacturing? You want to go for this or because, for that? Because people are people wherever you go. Organizations right. are organizations wherever you go. Right. It's right. the same thing everywhere. Just yeah. a different set of people, a different set of rules, mm-hmm. different industry. But pe- meaning like, yeah, the the idiosyncrasies within people are the same. Exactly, like it's just exactly. you have to adapt no matter what, wherever you go. Yeah, and so I'm really glad that I had that conversation with him about about exactly what you just said. You can go into any industry and do any job. Yeah, just go and apply and go and do it. Go figure it out. I'm like, okay, so so that was my moment of love like having that. a conversation with my dad. Much he was like, he was like, just explode. Yeah, I know. His words literally, you need to explode, Natalie. Explode. So it's <laughs> interesting like, because... not exploding? <laughs> no, but it reminds me of a time when um, Severe first brought his um, kids to see the studio. Mm-hmm. And they walked in. And mm-hmm. I believe it was his daughter, Germany, who said, Dang, Dad, it looks like you exploded in here. Ah. Because yeah. it's all of, like, his passions, the things that he loves, like, the... the tangible content right. that represents like who he is yeah so i imagine that when our parents say things like that your dad wants to see you ex right explode he and wants to see all of you like, right right what makes you and i'm excited i'm excited because obviously i don't know that of myself and i'm here on during this i feel like i'm going through like a rebirth period you know i think we're constantly 
rebirthing. You know? Yeah. Meaning like you've spent how many years in the banking industry again? Over 10. Over 10. Okay. I did 17. And it's scary. I mean, in aviation. But you've been there. Yeah. That's comfort. That's what you know. That's Mm. you can, you know, navigate easily through that. Right. It's uncomfortable now because it's like, all right. Like you realize you have a choice. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Right. And that's the exciting And explore it. And sometimes it does take time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, shit doesn't happen overnight. Right. You have to try things that you don't. That's why I told you today, I hope you don't go back into banking. Yeah. And no, it's tempting. Right. Ooh, it's tempting. Because it's something that is I know like steady. the back of my hand. And secure and steady. I, I'm I'm dealing with that too because I have the opportunity to go back to several aviation, you know, companies mm-hmm. that I associate with, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh God, you know, the money's right there. But right. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't. I, I, I gave my best to that yeah. industry. I just really want to honor my creativity and what it is that I want to do thereafter but it's mm-hmm. scary it's not pleasant but they always say if you're uncomfortable those are signs that you're growing like right. okay let's go yeah let's navigate but good for you and your dad yeah I'm glad you guys stuff. had that conversation mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm funny. what I if your dad were here I would ask your dad <clears throat> what triggered him what made him like what is it that he heard that mm-hmm. made him say Natalie's confused yeah if you can go back and ask him that, I, I would have like to ask know. him. My dad knows. I mean, he's my dad. Yeah. Right? You know, Our parents know us know best. Us. Yeah, exactly. They really do. Exactly. Which ties into my moment of love because it has to do with my mother. Let's hear it. She, um, and, I, and I've shared with you mm-hmm. about how our relationship has changed. Mm-hmm. Slowly. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. With with important things, yeah. Like before, just we we couldn't talk about certain things before. My mom was very um, opinionated and strong willed, and even though you know, I think I, <laughs> I think I told a story about no, maybe I didn't. I was just telling you. Yeah, I was in the restroom, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, <laughs> I hear Ricky. Yeah. She's like yelling at me and I can hear her coming, like right. storming into my room. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Like, what, <laughs> what happened? And and she's yelling and I'm like, mom, mm-hmm. I'm in the bathroom. Yeah. Right. And she's like, you couldn't take the trash out. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. And I and so my mind, I'm like, mom, I'm 40 years old. Right. Why are you yelling at me about taking the trash out? Right. <laughs> the right. neighbors can hear. She slams the door. She's like, you don't even do anything here all day. <laughs> I was like, okay. Why am I living here? Mm. I got to tell you, before, commentary like that from my mom would really destroy me. And I mean, before, like six months ago, that shit would have fucked me up. Like, yeah. oh, I would have, A, started battling it out with her yeah. or trying to prove myself to her again or trying right. to, you know, whatever. Yeah. It would have destroyed me. <laughs> but I just was kind of like, okay, she probably had a really long day. Yeah. And I know that I don't do not absolutely anything here all day. So I, I'm not going to take what she said and have it be the gospel even though i know my own truth right right so 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 i'm and now in in retrospect as as i'm saying this out loud like i appreciate that about myself that i was able to walk myself through that right Right. so we have those little hiccups 
But the one thing that I absolutely like love about my mom and and her love language is, you know, taking care of people and making sure that you're okay. Mm-hmm. So my mom will, she knows sometimes I get home late, she'll leave me a plate. Yeah. So, and then I'm not saying anything extraordinary. I literally mean like bean burritos. Right. With some Anaheim chili in the middle and a little bit of cheese. Like delicious. Mm. Yeah. They're delicious. Yeah. So, and she'll, like last night, we were at Dodgers and my mom sends me a text message. She was like, I'm not sure what time you're coming home. Yeah. But I left you a pair of burritos in the oven uh-huh. so you can eat something when you get home. And then every day when I go and pick up my my youngest, she makes dinner every day. Yeah. And we all sit together and we eat. Oh, good. So it's... Oh, I love that. I, I could easily That's make dinner too. Like, I could make yeah, food make for all of us. Yeah. But I, I've literally stopped cooking, like, because ever since the stupid fucking pandemic. Yeah. Because it was always like, work, work, work. Right. And so I really feel her support. I really feel like... And those actions go a long way. Yeah. And before, I didn't really have a lot of time to sit down and talk with them. Now I go out of my way to, to try and, not have to try, but to sit down with them, with my daughters and my mom and talk about it. But Hear them out. I told her, I, I texted her when she texted me last night about the burritos. I said, Mom, you know, I see you and, and I appreciate, you know, I know I get on your nerves all the time, but thank you for <laughs> doing these little gestures. Right. Because. You need them. I need them. And I also weigh 400 pounds is what I feel like because you're feeding me all the time and buying ice cream. And I'm like, no, stop. But yeah, but yeah I really appreciate my mom and, and, you know, her support. Yeah. And I absolutely. do say like, I want to move out and I want my space because I do miss it. But I know that I would definitely I make you the burritos miss, like my mom, like, you know. Yeah. And even when we didn't live together, my mom would always be like, hey, I made some beans. Come over. Like, yeah. You know? yeah. I love those moments. So shout out to my mom. Yeah. She's, she's awesome. Um, I am proud of the growth that she's made, like the conscious effort that she's making to try to understand. Well, for the both of you, you know. Correct. Because it's it's a two-sided healing journey. It's yeah. not just your mom making way and trying to figure you out. It's also you not reacting to her and yeah. understanding her where she's coming from and giving her a little bit of grace. Yeah. You know, it's been good. And you've helped me a lot with her <laughs> in learning how to give we her to grace. each other. Yeah. You know, expect nothing. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So that's it. I love it. I love it. So what are we actually talking about today? We're actually talking about something that actually does end up relating to my mom, which is perfection, being a perfectionist. We love it. We love being perfectionist. I think I suffer from perfection syndrome. You? If there's a syndrome? See? I don't know that there's a syndrome. There probably is. Like, my memory. I think it's OCD, actually. Is it really? Yeah, it's like obsessive compulsive disorder. You're obsessive about wanting to perfect something or having something organized a certain way or having to do something so many times because this is the only way that you're going to be able to move on. Right. That's some sort of need to perfect. So the definition of a perfectionist is a person who refuses to accept any standard short of perfection. What is perfection? (laughs) Perfectionism in psychology is a broad personality style characterized by a person's concern with striving for flawlessness and perfection and is accompanied by critical self-evaluations and concerns regarding others' evaluations. Yeah. 
it's really damaging. I can say that for me, um, just growing up, um, and I think this is normal and when you're a teenager, you want to be accepted by others. You want to look good. You want to make sure that people are talking correctly about you. Um, it can be damaging, I think, to souls. What, it, what in your life do you, are you, you go out of your way to be a perfectionist for? Um, now, honestly, now I don't want to be perfect at anything. I've resigned. I've resigned to Resignation accepted. Yeah. Okay. What was it before? What would you freak out about before that you needed to make sure was perfect besides your Google calendar? Before, (laughs) besides, and, and I think that that's a big thing, right? It's having my days planned or my life planned. Um, and I think that started maybe in fifth grade when we, I don't know if you fifth guys. Fifth grade? Yeah. Because Jesus. we had um, planners that they would give to us. Oh, yeah, so yeah, So I yeah. blamed the school and I obsessed over planning because then it, it, it became, make sure you guys are writing down this, this, and the other. And I would make sure that I was writing down the, the homework and the schedule and whatever it was that we were doing at school. I was putting it on that fucking planner. So I blame Fontana I was Unified the complete School opposite. District. <laughs> you didn't use it? I did not. Well, I semi-used it. I rarely like, oh, they're like, oh, write down your homework for this, this, yeah. and this. And I'm just like, eh. Right. And I think that, and not in every grade since we had that, but I remember we were graded on our agenda too. So I think that was a oh, big I would have failed. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I think for me, that kind of messed me up was needing to more than more than actually doing a task it was the task being written down but also appearance I think perfecting my appearance was really damaging for me growing up um, because I was constantly compared to my childhood friend by her mom so didn't we talk about this in another episode is this the one where because you didn't play with her. Right, because right. Because you didn't right. play with her, you got in trouble. The mom right. was like, why are you playing with my kid? Right. But it was also like, oh, Natalie's taller. Oh, Natalie's not, her hair's not as long. Oh, Natalie's wearing this. Oh, Natalie, what kind of grades are you getting? So I was constantly compared to her daughter, which is, which is fine. But I think that, as a kid, that really put me on edge of like, oh, my God, I'm not pretty enough. Oh, my God, I'm not skinny enough. Oh, my God, I'm not tall enough. Oh, my God, my grades are not as good as my friends. Damn. So that really fucked me up. But that's the level of perfectionism that I was seeking throughout my whole life where I was completely missing everything because I was too busy, insecure about myself. You know what I mean? Right. So... That's my story. So <laughs> thank you for joining this podcast. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> it's someone else's therapy session time. Yeah. That's interesting. So I I don't know that I would call myself a perfectionist. <laughs> you, Bartley, you think I am? Uh, you, yeah. You think I have uh, perfectionist tendencies? Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, what? You absolutely yeah. do. How? Mm. I um, would not. I don't think so. Yeah, no. Really? You don't freak out when everything is going crazy? Like, you, 
especially when we're at events or whatnot, you're okay, like, okay, that freak out though is within us as a team internally. That's but you're still being a perfectionist. We're supposed to. I'm, we're supposed to be able to freak out in front of one another. No, right? I know, and I, not. I, let I'm not the saying. I'm not saying that. that. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying you do that because you're trying to make everything perfect for that event for whatever we're doing has to be perfect. All the I's are dotted. All the T's are crossed. Everything is is smooth and no hiccups and nothing. Like that's you are a perfectionist. That's interesting because. You're not a perfectionist in all aspects of life, mm-hmm. but in that specific thing, you definitely are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wonder if do we all do we all have a perfectionist? Wait, so no, I'm I'm kind of glad that that's the perception that you guys have of me <laughs> because because during an event, mm-hmm. like okay, yeah, like he's right, like oh, this has to be on point, but also like I accept that this is nowhere near perfect. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not tripping out about. I could see your flexibility. Oh, but the tablecloth has to be this, and it has to, mm-hmm. and the the DJ setup has to be centered, and you're perfectionist. Well, see, in in that case, right? Because like the camera that we have in here is not level to the, and it drives me crazy because it's it's, it's not centered off. and level. But <laughs> I imagine like a perfection a perfectionist. When I cut paper, I don't use scissors. You just tear. I'll make a fold and I'll tear it. Oh. I like tears. I don't like fine lines. I don't like, you know, straight. I like rugged mm, things that look like crap. they're falling apart. Yeah. I think, though, that it also has something to do with control, right? Because I'm, I'm thinking about mm. your story when you were in fifth grade and the whole planner thing. Yeah. I was in a... I was in a group in fifth grade at Edison School. Or maybe, no, yeah, it was fifth grade because we were going to sixth. It was like, there was like a little graduation thing. Yeah. So we had a project. And the project was building like a little Native American uh, scene, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And so within your team, you had to write a thing about it, build the little... Collage. Collage. You had to do a whole presentation, right? Yeah. So the thing is, is that I, at that age, I guess you could say I took the leadership role, right? And I'm like, all right, cool. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. I'm going to do this. Because I knew how we could execute this, like, good. I'm like, let's go. Yeah. There was this one little girl. Her (laughs) name was Melissa. And she just was not cooperating with anything. Yeah. Like, just bad. Man, I want to do this. And in my mind, I'm like, if you fuck this up. And I get this fucking bad grade. Yeah, this isn't going to look perfect. You. And it wasn't because nobody was pressuring me to do it. No, I, I wanted to execute this project right. flawlessly. Yeah. You know, and I, I already saw it in my head in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And this little girl was not having it. Yeah. And it got so bad between her and I because I was just like, listen, like we did you, this is your piece to it. Right. You don't like, okay, what other piece do you want? But. We need to get this done. Yeah. Well, we got into a pinching match. No, you didn't. Oh, wow. She pinched me. Because <laughs> she bitch. didn't want to do it. Right? That bitch. She was like, no. Pinch. So I'm like, well, okay, fine. Pinch you back. Uh-huh. So we're like pinching each other, hurting each other, right? No way. We get caught, go to the principal's office, and they basically tell us, you know, if we can't work together, 
we're not going to go to Knott's Berry Farm, the little celebration oh, where right. you like. Yeah. That's now, at this point, I start having a meltdown <laughs> in fifth grade <laughs> because at the time I was also president of the school. Okay. Oh, so was I in fifth grade. Hey. hey. <laughs> and uh, when you graduate, they have like student of the year. Yeah. And I was like, that's it. Dang, I'm this fucking done. Fuck this is up. done. I'm done. I'm not going to get student of the year. Right. That's, that's it, you know? Oh, my gosh. So I remember apologizing to her and saying, like, listen, like, yeah, I'm sorry. I just really want to get this prize. We had to make our case to the to the teacher. Like, it was really bad. We had to write this whole apology thing or whatever. So it oh worked out. And um, project came out fine. You know, yeah. it was all right. Did I was get student of the year. I sure fucking did get student of the year. Good for you. Oh, oh. But I think it was again because your perfectionism. No, I think because those teachers and that principal and that counselor were able to like were able to see my genuine um remorse. Yeah. Like I immediately knew. Yeah. I messed up. Like yeah. this is not good. But they also knew the reason why I was so Adamant. upset about it mm. was because I really wanted to execute this. Right. And it was good. Yeah. So I think that they, they made a, I mean, I was a very aware kid. Like, yeah. I, I understood a lot of things about people and, right. and situations and, yeah. and just wanting to do the right thing. And so I think that's why I still at the end of the day ended up getting it, you know? Yeah. But it was. They saw you. Yeah. They 100% did. But it goes back to, I really wanted to deliver. And it wasn't even that, it, somebody else could have seen it and thought, that ain't perfect. But in my mind, I was like, this is going to be good. Yeah. Shit's going to be good. And that will come off as a perfectionist. Yeah. Because here I was trying to control somebody who wasn't going to be a part mm -hmm. and was refusing to be a part of this vision that I had. In fifth grade, I was 10 or 10 or 11 years old. That's wild. Yeah. Well, perfection is self-defined in like what I think when I think of perfection, you could ask six different people like what's your idea of perfection? Mm -hmm. You'll get six different answers because it's not set to a certain like there's no parameters to it. It's all self-defined. Yeah. What you think perfection is like what Ricky may see as perfection. I may see as, oh, you missed this or mm -hmm. what I may see as perfection. Somebody else might see as, oh, you know. You're missing this or, you know, right. you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. all self-defined, so. Yeah, and I wonder if we're, I don't believe that we're per perfect in just how you described earlier, Bartley. We're not perfect in all areas of our lives. There's it's impossible certain to be. things that we want to be perfect at. It's impossible to be perfect. We're not perfect creatures. We're not. And so what I found was research shows that perfectionist tendencies predict Issues like depression, anxiety, and stress. Oh. Hmm. Even when researchers <laughs> controlled for traits like neur uh, neuroticism. Is that my saying that right? Yeah. Yeah, neuroticism. Mm -hmm. Even when researchers controlled for traits like neuroticism. Okay. So worsening matters, being self-critical, mm -hmm. will lead to depressive symptoms. But those symptoms can, can be because of the self-criticism that you impose on you, right? Right. So... What they say is that it can lead to self-defeating thoughts or behaviors that make it harder to achieve goals. Mm -hmm. It literally gets in your way. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons I think also why we're talking about this topic is um, Rick Rubin, who's one of my all-time favorite producers, music producers, 
on his Instagram and he'll 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 quote something an original thought of his and leave it up for a couple of days and then take it down. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just yesterday and I read it to Natalie it says and actually this is why it came up because Natalie said you know we're working on this outline for the Frida episode she's like I'm not satisfied with it yet you know I still we want to do this that or the other. Right. And I said just do it like we just got to do it and then mm-hmm. read her Rick Rubin's quote which says one of the things that can slow down the creative process or completing work is the unrealistic search for perfection. Right. We just w- will stop doing things because we're like, mm, that's never going to happen. And yeah. It's look like this. Yeah. And I, and I could agree. And I can't even put on my 10 fingers here how many situations that I've been in where I'm like, I have this idea or I'm getting creative about this, but I don't even finish it because my need to perfect it will stop me. Because now I need to have this. I need to do that. I'm only going to be able to accomplish X if I have this, 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 and the 10-year plan. Which is interesting because that's how I think. And that's exhausting. And I think how I've missed out on the development of my voice. Mm. So, for instance, in my mind, if I'm going to sing something with someone, it better be perfect. I got to be on pitch. Our harmonies have to be on point. And if I don't put that time in with that person, I already know it's not going to come out. So I'm not even going to bother. Right. When all this time, I could have just still done it and right. had a good time doing it. Mm-hmm. And then the the vocals develop themselves with who you're singing. Right. But because in my head, yeah, I just gave up on it. Right. Didn't because you try. wanted the perfect scenario. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, so. that's fucked up. But I mean... We all go through it and we just have to recognize that it doesn't have to be perfect. No. And get perfect out of the way. I think that I think that what has really resonated with me is practice makes progress. Yeah. And that has helped me a lot. Yeah. But getting the word perfect out of my vocabulary. Yeah, that's it. Because. We're going to sit here all day trying to be perfect and get nowhere. No. So, you know? things to help perfectionist tendencies, yeah. just do it. Yeah. And I think that one of my biggest, for myself, one of my biggest accomplishments um, since I am no longer a perfectionist is... <laughs> I like how you do... De- I am no longer a perfectionist. I am no, no longer How do you practice not being a perfectionist? There you go. Yeah. Um is like with Primavera Color Limon. I, mm. I I started it with just, let me just start. Let me just yep. put this together. Let me go to this vendor market. Let me figure it out from right there. I don't want to figure out what my profit margin is, yeah. what my 10-year plan is going to be, That's where my brick and mortar is going to start, <laughs> how what my clientele is. No, just let me just, let me just make this for my cat. And then we'll figure it out, <laughs> which is literally how it started, you know. Um, what do you mean? From the death of my cat is how oh, yeah. how I created it was all my sadness. and Or Duchess. Mm-hmm. All right, Rest Duchess. Peace, girl. And so, so I'm really happy about that. I'm really hey, happy that I'm just doing it. Do you miss her? Yeah, I was just thinking about her today. It's weird because on her last days, um, she was hanging out in our little walk-in closet. And um, and I, I was used to her seeing her there. 
And so even today I, I looked down and because I looked down and there was like a, I had a plastic bag there and I thought it was her. Oh. I got so bent out of shape. I was like, oh, Duchess. Real cat, plastic um, bag, same thing. You know. <laughs> so yeah, but perfectionist. Are you, so is there anything that you want to be less perfect at? Ugh. Besides the, I, I want to be less perfect at being perfectly lazy. Mm. <laughs> I want to stop trying to perfect, Languish? not languishing. <laughs> the opposite of that. I want to actually discipline myself a little bit better. But I don't know. Maybe I, again, I didn't consider myself a perfectionist. I see why you guys say that, but yeah. even then, like because it, I have done a lot. Like I. Yeah. have experienced a lot in my life. I've tried a lot of things in my life. Yeah. There are things that I haven't tried because, like I said, like the singing thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I won't do that as often as I would like to do. But for the most part, I don't think it, I don't think that my perfectionist tendencies are at a, to a detriment. It hasn't really prevented me from doing anything. Okay. To the degree that I really want to and it's impaired me. So sing more. So. Right. <laughs> right. All right. We'll hear it back in a few months, guys. Let's see what this is about. Yes. Let's see how the singing has evolved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we'll get a workout in. Um, I definitely want to get like a health. I, I have blood work that I'm going to get done on either Monday or Tuesday. I'm kind of nervous about it because all this bakers and fast food that I eat is not good but it has to get done you know so um I'm ready and did willing. you say bakers yeah bakers burgers oh man Boca so burger good. their fries so good okay bakers is so bomb you know what? bakers is bomb so yeah um but yeah so what do you think I think I'm ready to for a nap Same. My, lazy, my my languishing laziness is like Girl, you're not a perfectionist. Let's go snuggle. <laughs> <laughs> We're done here. Done here. But I think we are done, right? I think this is yeah. nice, short and sweet. You know, don't be a perfectionist. Don't don't hurt yourself. Don't kill yourself over it. Don't be afraid of doing things. Just, Just get out do and it. do it. Yeah. Don't nobody's, wait for anything. Yeah, nobody's watching you. Nobody actually cares. And if they do, tell them to fuck off. Um, and that's it. But don't you want to be a perfectionist at some things? No. I don't want to be a perfectionist where it, where I'm trying, where the thing that I'm trying to perfect is killing my soul. Okay. Right? You're perfect at being you. No, you I get that. I but mean? like, like for me, I'm always trying to perfect my craft. Mm-hmm. Like doing okay, sound. Okay, but there's and- a difference between, and you know what I would call it, Barley? Continuously improve over perfection. That's how I would look at it. Okay. There's a difference between wanting to achieve perfection in your craft than continuously improving your craft. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. You picking yeah. up what I'm throwing down? Yeah, but I mean, I just define it differently. I'm striving for perfection. Even though I know it's not attainable, I'm striving for perfection. Well, if you know, Okay, that makes zero sense. You just said, I'm striving for something that I know is unattainable. What's the point then? Because it keeps me motivated to keep keep working. But you're on what never I'm gonna doing. be satisfied. Okay. 
but I'm still going to keep improving and I'm going to be. But you'll. Ne- okay, so let me ask I'll you never this. get there. No, I know. I know. But so, so, but you do have things within there that do satisfy you. Yes. Right? Right. Okay. I mean, and as long as you have that, then you're good. Okay. The little patches of. <laughs> patches of acceptance. Pat- patches of success. Knowing that you can attain what you want. Yes. And with that, you guys, that is our show. Clink, 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 clink. Are we doing that again? I just did all by myself. Thanks, guys. Okay. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Increase the peace. Today's episode was brought to you by Chingon Bakery and Venice Beach Beverage. If you have any topic ideas you want us to cover, don't forget to email those to onthisfrequency at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced by Juicebox Bartley and Big Brother Jake. We drop a new episode every Wednesday wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you follow us on the grams at On This Frequency. How can you support us, you ask? Well, go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash On This Frequency and you can donate some coffee funds there. And for those Apple listeners, leave us a review. They're incredibly helpful, and we'll be sharing them in our upcoming episodes. So from Natalie and I, remember to be kind to one another, kick some ass, and remember to celebrate every day, because every day is your birthday. Meow, 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 meow. Fucking fuck, fuck. <laughs>